Welcome to Time of Restoration broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in this day. I thank God for his master plan of redemption. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Saints, we are living to live again. This is not our home. We are just pilgrims passing through. So we just thank God for this new day, a day designed for us to rejoice, to magnify the true and living God, to thank Him for His goodness and His mercies that are new every morning, because every morning He loadeth us up with benefits. It's because of His mercies we have not been consumed. So we are, we are serving a true and living God with many benefits. As, as the psalmist said in Psalms 103, I will bless the Lord at all times. Well, that wasn't that particular psalm, but that was Psalms 34, which is the one I'm going to read tonight. But the first verse of that psalm says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. But I was referring to the song that talks about blessing the Lord and not forgetting his benefits because he's the one that healeth all of our diseases. He forgives all of our iniquities. And when we think about all of those benefits, it behooves us to bless the Lord. So tonight I'm going to be reading Psalms 34, and it reads as follows, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all of my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear the Lord, that fear him and delivereth them. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life 
and loveth many days, that he may see good. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are, are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and deliver, delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Even shall they, even shall slay, evil shall slay the wicked. And they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants. And none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. So who are you trusting tonight? Who are you trusting this morning? Say, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually to be in my mouth. God promises great blessings to his people, but many of these blessings require active participation from us. He will set us free from fear. He will deliver us from shame, guard and defend us, show us his goodness, supply what we need, listen when we talk to him, and redeem us, but we must do our part. We can appropriate his blessings when we trust him, cry out to him, take refuge in him, refrain from lying, turn from evil, do good, seek peace, are brokenhearted and humble, and then serve him. I tell you, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity to enter your throne room of grace with, with, with boldness. I thank God for the access that I have to enter into the most holy of holies where back in the time of the Old Testament, only the high priest could enter in. But now you've given every Christian, every believer, access to the very holy of holies. And God, we do not take that for granted. I ask for forgiveness before I enter in, God. If there's anything that I've said or done that would hinder this prayer, Lord, I just thank you for your master plan of redemption. Thank you for forgiveness of sin. Lord, I'm lifting up leaders of nations tonight. Lord, I'm asking, oh God, those tyrant leaders that are killing their constituents, God. You see, you're sitting high and you look low and you, you know what's going on. 
But you said prayer can change the heart and the mind of kings. So, Lord, as we pray for those tyrant leaders in various nations, God, we are praying for the deliverance of the people. Lord, we are praying for our president. We are praying for our Congress, our Senate, the Supreme Court, the House. Lord, we are praying for our local governors and mayors. Lord, we are praying, oh God, that you will lead and guide and make sure that our president has good counsel and that he will follow Christian counsel. God, we are lifting up leaders of churches, the body of Christ, unite, make us one. We are lifting up restoration, our assistant pastor, Pastor Kenneth Jones. We lift him up, his family, his children. Lord, we just pray that you will continue to use him as he expands the kingdom of God. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. God, today we are coming against the spirit of abortion. We are coming against the spirit of suicide. People shall live and not die, declare the works of the Lord. God, we are coming and we are praying today and coming against that murdering spirit that's running rampant in cities people murdering people have no regard to humanity robbing and raping and murdering people oh god people need the lord we're praying for the peace of jerusalem we're praying for bereaved families everywhere god we're asking that you would comfort oh god that you would comfort those that are in grief and mourning the loss of their loved ones and lord we know that they will survive. God, they will survive because you will be with them. You promise never to leave us nor to forsake us. And Lord, we thank you for that, that we can trust in you. We are praying for the elderly, those in nursing homes, those in the hospitals. We are yet praying for first responders. Lord, we are praying for those uh, that are hit behind our doors, victims of circumstances, victims that are afraid to come out of their homes, God. We are praying for them. We are praying for the homeless, the, the drug addict, the alcoholic, God. Those that are sick and tired and sick and tired of where they are, but they have to put that trust in what you did at Calvary. Oh God, on the cross for them, you came to set the captives free. Oh God, you came for the brokenhearted for those that are bruised and wounded in their spirit. Lord, you're able to save to the utmost. And God, we just thank you today. We are praying for the Lord of the harvest that you would raise up laborers to send them into the harvest because the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. We are praying for Little Restores Daycare, the staff. Lord, we are praying for Everything, oh God, that concerns the daycare. God, we just thank you. We just ask, oh God, that you will continually to allow our church to be a lighthouse in the community. God, as people pass by, let them be compelled to come in because of your presence, because of your Shekinah glory that fills the house, God. 
in the name of Jesus. And God, we'll just be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And we give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as I'm continuing my teaching on contentment, um, I think this will be my last uh, uh, part of this teaching. And the scripture that we were using, I didn't always uh, read it at each lesson, but it is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. And it says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And as we were talking about the fact that contentment is a virtue that has to be learned. And Paul had stated in Philippians 4, chapter 11, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But then verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. So we see here Paul was saying he had to learn how. He had to learn how. So contentment is a virtue. Contentment is a virtue. Now, if I were to ask you this question, I will be happy when, and you can fill in the blank. Maybe you, maybe you might say, I will be happy when I, I am healed. You might would say, you know, I will be happy when I am married. I will be happy when I finish my education. I will be happy when I get a car or an automobile. But now what happens if none of these things come to pass? Will you live your life discontented? if none of these things came to pass? So you have to ask yourself that question. You know, if I don't get what I want, you know, I will not be contented. But I'm encouraging you tonight not to think that way. Because when you think of contentment, contentment resides on the inside of you. 
Contentment resides in the heart. Contentment resides in knowing that God is bigger than your wants, bigger than your problems, bigger than your needs, bigger than your circumstances. You have to know and be content that God is bigger than all of that. You might not ever get the things that you would want to make you happy, but if you haven't, you know, lost your faith, if you haven't lost your character, if you haven't lost your salvation, and you're still aligned with God and His Word, you should learn to be contented and not get caught up. Contentment is of the will. You will to be contented. Contentment is a matter of acceptance from God's hand what he sends because we know that he is good. Some things that we would pray for, God holds it up from us because it would probably, he knows that it would be detrimental to us because he knows what's best for us. So if we can just learn to trust God, in whatever state, wherever you are in life, maybe you so long to have a mate and a spouse, but just be content. Let God be your husband. You know, he's a husband to the widow, you know. Uh, let him be your friend. So we, we, just, we just need to surrender our will to his will and as, as to what his will is for us and therewith find ourselves to be content. So what is the secret to, of contentment? Those things we expect to bring contentment, surprisingly, do not. <laughs> Sometimes we think uh, a, 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 a new wardrobe or a new car or a new job will bring contentment. And once you find yourself there, that's why when people go from one area to another area thinking, well, I'm going to move to... I'm going to move south. I'm going to go west. But when you go, you're taking yourself. And when you take yourself, everything that's in you, everything that, that, that you're disturbed about is still with you. You know, so you have to handle and deal with what's going on on the inside of you where you are. So that wherever you went, if you decide to move south or if you decide to move out west, that when you get there, you'll be content. <laughs> because if you're still going there with your discontentment and your disillusionment, you're still going to be discontented. So sometimes the very things we think that would bring contentment does not bring contentment because after we've had those things for a few weeks, we are back in the state of discontentment. So we have to remember the cross. Remember what Christ did on the cross for us. The cornerstone of our contentment is the cross. What Jesus did on the cross for us. He bled. He died. He gave his life for us. Because of the cross, our friendship with God is possible. Because of the cross, our future in heaven is guaranteed. Isn't that enough? We might not have everything we that we thought would make us happy on earth, 
but we have Jesus that if death were to take us the next moment, we know where we will spend eternity with God, with Jesus. So what else matters? The really big things are taken care of, and that is our soul, our soul. So we just have to learn to live one day at a time. As there's a song I would say, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, that is all that I am asking of you. One day at a time. You know, we can find our sufficiency in Christ. Philippians 4 and 13, he says, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. The term content suggests self-sufficiency. But in the context of this text, it means being at peace with Christ's sufficiency. When his powerful presence is consuming us, we can do all things. Christ has not given us unlimited strength, but we can experience contentment because we are a continual recipient of supernatural strength. Our human determination may help us to endure adversity and pain. Our emotional Toughness will help us get through job loss and financial hardships. But only Christ can generate a contented spirit within us amidst all that is happening around us. When we trust in Jesus, when we trust in the finished work of the cross, we do not have to be moved by what we see. We do not have to be moved by what we hear. We do not have to be moved even by how we feel because we have the strength and the supernatural power of God that resides in us that would make us content in all that we do. We have to trust God. We can no longer lean on our own understanding, but we must trust God in every situation of our lives and know that contentment is a a learned virtue and that if we never get the things that we believe in God for that would we think would make us happy know that Jesus is enough <laughs> hallelujah Jesus is enough he's your peace he's your joy He's your hope. He's the author and finisher of your faith. 
He's the lifter up of your countenance. He's the healer of your countenance and the lifter up of your countenance. You have grace and his mercies. The two twins that Overseer often talked about that will follow you throughout life. You have enough. You have Jesus. And even when you think you've lost everything, as long as you have your faith, you have your character, you have your salvation, you have enough to be able to learn contentment. So I hope that you enjoyed this teaching and that something was said to bless you and to encourage your heart. And we're going to give you the opportunity now to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. And if you have found yourself to be very discontent in the state that you have been in and you desire prayer, give us a call. I will pray with you that the Lord would help you to be able to learn contentment and not be caught up in that web of discontentment and dissatisfaction, but learn the virtue of contentment. Also, if you would like to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, would like to give you that opportunity, you can pray this prayer after me. Father God, I believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. I believe he died that I might be saved. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Wash me with your blood. Justify me. Fill me with your spirit. And write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Be my Lord, my master, and my friend. I want you to say, Satan, I serve you notice. You are no longer my master, but Jesus Christ of Nazareth is my Lord and master. So if you, if you accepted Jesus, share it with someone. Let someone know. To the backslider, repent. Ask God to forgive you for missing the mark and falling short and come home. Abba Father is waiting for you. The saints of God are waiting for you. And ask the Lord to restore unto you God's joy of salvation back into your life and put on those he said start put said ask the Lord to put clapping in your hands and running in your feet and get back into the church and start expanding the kingdom of God and 
Look, because you can't take anything to heaven but souls and start expanding by sharing the good news, the gospel of Christ to your buddy, to that friend, to the one that persuaded you to even get on drugs. Come back out of the dung here. God is able to save you and restore you. He has restored you to those that have come back and prayed that prayer of rededication and asking the Lord to forgive you. Yes, you can come back. You're on the street call straight and you can come back and start working in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Only what you do for Christ will last. And whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus because Jesus is Lord. God bless.